Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, 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 and welcome back. And it's time for a good one because you know what genre we've barely covered in this show? Isekai. So it's time for that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. AKA The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Trash Manga. Hey, mm. how about treason? AKA The Trash Manga Friends Podcast. You know the drill by now. Three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga and dissect the good parts, the bad parts, and the trash parts, aka all of the parts. Hmm. I'm your host, Sean, and I am, as always, as ever, joined by the amazing Phil and the fantabulous Mike. How are you both? Well, normally you call me amazing, so I'm a little, you know, I've been downgraded, clearly, unless fantabulous is an upgrade. I was going to say, you think fantabulous is lower than amazing? I, 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 yes. I, no, okay. Well, wow. there you go. Okay. I'll bear that in mind. I didn't realize there was a ranking system for these. I mean, you said it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am powered by pure caffeine currently. And uh, if I ever stop drinking it, I'm, I'll either die or just go comatose forever, which I honestly either is preferable <laughs> reading this shit. No, we need you. We need you around, Mike. We've got years and years of content to produce yet Fucking yeah we do like it's, <laughs> we, we have discussed this before it's like does this ever get old like yeah no <laughs> i mean it getting old is the joke i guess is do people just watching people get mad and suffer ever get old and i think you already know the answer to that this podcast is just in the embodiment of schadenfreude it's just <laughs> watching or listening i guess to other people's suffering Especially mine. Oh, I definitely suffer harder than you two do. I hey hey now. I I have to listen to this multiple times in the edit and stuff like that. So you know. Okay, I suffer more when reading it. You suffer more <laughs> in general. It. You're also <laughs> yeah. implying I suffer at all. Exactly. You, you've you've your suffering's past tense, Phil. You've been had the suffering. You've moved on by the time by the time we're reading these, this is old hat to you. You're like, oh, it's that. Oh, they're mad over that. That's cute. Yeah, Phil gets the advantage of saying, "Well, that's fucking dumb." Then forgetting about it for a while, and then when he revisits it for this podcast, he's like, "Oh, I'm immune to the idiocy." Either that, or he's like, "It's actually not that bad." So there's clearly something wrong with him on like a internal intellectual level. I mean, that that's relevant to what we're talking about, Mike. <laughs> I'm not sure it is. I mean, you're you're using the word intellectual. For sure. some, of, for a lot of the series we've used, and um, I don't know if that applies. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yep. Uh, a lot of this is made. I would say is made more difficult to read by having any modicum of intelligence, <laughs> because you read it and go, "Well, no, not how that works." Much yeah. like this manga. <laughs> Pretty much. So, as I as I mentioned at the top, this time around, we've gone back to the world of Isekai. Because uh, last time we didn't do an isekai, even though it might as well have been. I mean, it's it's mod it's a modern fantasy manga. They're pretty much synonymous. Sure as shit wasn't set in the real world. <laughs> I mean, not as this. So uh, we did. Hey, 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 this is briefly. Yeah, briefly. Okay. Sure, sure. So we covered Otome Game Sekai Wamob Nekibishi Sekai Dezu also known uh, as Mobuseka, and in English, trapped in a dating sim, the world of Atomi games is tough for mobs. 
This started out as a web novel in which ran from October 2017 to October 2019. It got a light novel adaptation, which is ongoing, that started in May 2018. And the manga version started in October 2018. So as I've mentioned, it's an isekai, it's fantasy. Uh, there's also a lot of romance elements in this, what with it being based off of a visual novel. Oh, no, sorry, having visual novel in the... It's not based off visual novel, it had visual novel involved in the story. Yes. It is written by Yomu Mishima, who I didn't recognize any of the other works of. And the art is by Jun Shiaseto. Uh, I believe this is their only work. Uh, the light novel version has been licensed by Seven Seas, with volume one coming out next month. So if you want to read this, you can. No news on the manga version yet, if that'll get uh, picked up. But usually they do not long after the light novel version. So I'd expect this out before the end of 2021. And similarly, there's no anime version announced or planned, at least as we record this back in ye old 2020. Give it an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If I, I'd be amazed if there hasn't been one announced by the time this episode comes out. But either way, this strikes me as the perfect fodder. So I would expect an anime version in 21, 2022. But uh, what is it about? What is this isekai compared to all the other billion isekais? Phil, tell us a little more about Mobuseka. Sure. It follows the story of your everyday Japanese salaryman who, during some free time, gets blackmailed by his sister to play through an Otome game for her. Uh, an Otome game is a dating sim slash visual novel uh, aimed at uh, women, so the main protagonist of the game is usually female, and all the love interests are typically pretty boys. Yeah, it's also known as a reverse harem by some people. Oh, yeah, or reverse harem. And after completing this game, uh, he gets up, goes outside, and having been playing this game for two days, clearly exhausted from lack of sleep, falls down some stairs and dies. At which point he wakes up in a strange world uh, and is then named Leon. And he discovers that he's in fact now in the world of the game he has just completed. Uh, and I think that's where I'll cut off my description. Who the fuck, after two days playing a game straight, goes, I'm going to walk out down some stairs. Just not, just go to bed. <laughs> Get some sleep, mate. Or, you know, don't. Played the game in the first place. Uh, oh, don't, don't get me so, started on that. The blackmail makes no sense. He goes, I had the information all along. Why did I go along with this? Like, uh. like what was the actual blackmail? So the, so the blackmail was, after he moved out from his parents' house, mm -hmm. his sister, who is a massive otaku or something, I guess. Uh, Fujoshi. Sure. Fujoshi, yeah, sure. Either or stored all her stuff in his room, sort of hidden in the closet. So when the mum was cleaning and found it, it was like, oh, what the shit has my son been looking at? Well, they specifically mentioned she has a lot of boys' love stuff. So. Yeah, okay, so And uh, the, the sister being, like, real top of the class and all that jazz was instantly believed over the son who was like, no, that's not mine. So... She, uh, the sister was like, play this game for me, I'll clear it all up or something. So he was like, alright. And that, that's your blackmail. <laughs> it's essentially um, parents are convinced son is gay and son is determined oh, no. 
so determined to convince them that he isn't, that he spends a long time playing a boy love video game. I don't think it's necessarily he's so determined. I think it's more just like he obviously wants it cleared up because he says like ever since then his mother just looks at him with pity in her eyes. <laughs> and it's like What a homophobe. <laughs> yeah, it's I, like you know there are worse things, right? <laughs> bear, bear oh no, mind, he's gay. Bear in mind this is Japan. <laughs> it is Japan and it's yes. 2020. I'm, I don't, it's twenty twenty. I don't twenty twenty one this is Aaron, sorry. <laughs> that's fine, Sean. I get that. It's Japan. That's still a big thing. Oh man, we're hitting the cultural differences already. <laughs> yes. It's like I I get it. It it is a cultural difference. I don't agree with it, but I understand no. it. It's just it's like there's still worse things in the world. Can we come on? There man? are, like, yeah. Dude has a I assume well paying job. Well enough to like he's live an adult on his own. by this point as well. Yeah. So it's like, like he's not like he's a failure by Japanese standards. I by the looks of things. Like it just look he's some dude. He 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 is your everyday man, yes. Yeah, so it's like Alright, there are worse things in the world. And also, <laughs> why does it matter like to anyone? <laughs> Again, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's the whole point of it, like this blackmail of it. Also, why does why does the sister care? In fact, if anything, wouldn't that be like wouldn't like so care about whether the parents know it's her stuff? Because she doesn't want to be looked at with pity eyes. Again, cultural. Like I get family matters in Japan. I'm not arguing that. It's just. Such a dumb reason to have It's a, a very flimsy it's a very flimsy setup. Which is like okay, rocks, for what yeah. it is, sure. Okay. I mean there's there's a raw just what happened in the real world afterwards as well, later on the story, and it's all kind of what <laughs> yes. what kind of nonsense sitcom is this? <laughs> Again, cultural differences. It like Otaku's are generally not viewed or Fujoshis in this case are not viewed in particularly good light, typically. Explain the difference between Fujoshi and Otaku, because I actually have not heard that term before. Fujoshi is a subset, I guess. It's it's used to refer to females who are seriously, seriously into boys' love. Okay, in particular. right. I get you. I know the type. Uh, there you go, then. <laughs> um, so they, they might not necessarily care about anime and manga as a whole overall, but that particular genre that they're yeah, all about they'll, they'll read a lot of it, which inevitably means they'll read a lot of manga because that's, I think, where that's it's most where prevalent it is, yeah. in Japanese yeah, literature. And for those unsure, Otaku is essentially just hyper nerd into anime, manga, and just someone who likes anime. I, manga yeah, I just think it's, it's, we call them weeaboos. I think in Japan, it's more otaku is the term. Sure. But yeah, so it's like, it's a different type of overindulgence in a fandom sort of thing. A kind, kind of, yeah. Of, it's just yeah. a very specific niche as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. That's that's fine. I, this whole setup for this story is, I could say it's forced because it is forced, but it's like it's not, it's not that bad. It's just kind of there. At least this one, unlike some things that we've covered on this show, actually kind of takes a tiny bit of effort to set up the real world stuff, and then has the real world yeah. stuff sort of be relevant in the isekai yeah. world. Even after he isekais himself, yes. yeah, his knowledge of from playing the visual novel means that he's able to find stuff and goes, "Oh, I know what the weaknesses of this guy is and this enemy is and all that." And 
it's not like a prevalent thing. It's not like he's referencing it every panel, but it's there enough that it makes it actually worthwhile being this guy. Yeah. Rather than say Eminence in Shadow, where that was irrelevant. Completely <laughs> irrelevant, yes. Well, the one thing I didn't get about the whole visual novel setup for this is why is the sister making him do this specifically? So. I didn't pick it up on the first reading. On the second reading, I spotted one panel. Basically, basically, I think it was there was a competition where whoever beat the game first would have that would either be put in like a future game or have the voice actors from this game say their name or do some lines with them. Right. Something like that. It's literally one panel when he's in a hospital bed, I think. Okay, because I didn't get that at all, and I thought that this whole setup was pointless because, you know, if if you're into that kind of game, surely you want to be the one playing it. I mean, it is also made out that the game is the comp- the gameplay element because this is a visual novel with gameplay element. Yeah. So it's made out that those bits are brutally hard pay to win. Right. Yeah. Yes. Of course. To, the, to the extent our, our main character actually does pay. He actually does. He's like, he, yeah. He- gets fed up and he's just like, it's not worth my time, I'm going to throw some money at it, which actually, it was not I was going to say, as pay to wins go, it was like a thousand yen for the most powerful ship. It's like, alright, that's not, compared to some gadgets, for example, that's that's very cheap. (laughs) Hey, uh, Compared to non-gadgets as well. Yeah. Playing the one gadget that I have played properly, if you count it as such, raid Shadow Legends, this Podcast not is sponsored. not sponsored by, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, you get uh, in that game, you get spammed with ads. Uh, some of them are like 120 pounds. <laughs> it's like, what the yep. fuck? <laughs> so, having something which is like a thousand yen, which is like what, like two dollars or something, three dollars more than that, it's it's about seven or eight pounds. Okay, so that's that's yeah, that's that's damn near reasonable if you're getting the most powerful shit in the whole game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not because it's still pay to win, but you, yeah, by comparison, at least, depending on where the, you set the bar for pay to win stuff, it's not that bad. Yeah, especially considering you know Japan and the Gacha, it's uh, absolutely by yeah. their standards very reasonable. Yes, well, I think the difference as well is this was like a. Obviously, we don't know much about the game itself, but presumably it was a console release rather than a. A mobile phone game at the very least. Well, he was holding yes, a control. Well, he was, so he was playing it, it either on a PC or a console, so yeah. it's uh... And you you don't typically get gachas in those games. You might get loot boxes, but that tends to be more multiplayer-oriented. But that, that That's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. Incidentally, I want all pay-to-win mechanics and most microtransactions to go and die in a fire. Fair. So, most. I don't know. You put them all in one reasonable. game, and then the whales can all go and play that game. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> You know, if there was only one that let you do it, that, that thing would make it killing. Oh, man. Yeah, that or nobody would play, because like, oh, I have to pay for this game? No. But yeah, after, after all that set up, he, uh, he gets isekai'd into the whole new world, and we come to learn that this is, a very, this is what the author defines as a matriarchal world, where women run it. Uh, yeah. But it, he goes so far that direction, it comes off as pretty misogynist. It but sure it does. does. As, as I was going to say, like, I very specifically did not mention this because I don't even feel like it's that relevant. It's super not. It kind of comes up a little bit, very, very vaguely, but as Sean says, very, 
misogynistic in that manner. W women run the world with an iron fit. It's as if every, almost every woman is Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, the term I was going to use is ham-fisted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's very uh, it's very like gonna beat you to death with this. Like we're in charge. We like okay, cool. Just take it down a notch. Yeah, they they are all literally just comical supervillains at times. Yeah, I, I think the main reason for it was um, something we learned pretty early on is that the idea that men in this world have to be married by the time they're twenty, like. If if they're not, they're just, they they serve no purpose essentially. Oh no, I get it's meant to be like an inverse of how it yeah. works in yeah. modern day Japan, but it's it's again like reading this from a Western perspective, especially in twenty twenty one as this is now, it's like uh Like I, I get what you're saying. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying I think that's what the author was going for when they were like, Oh, it's a matriarch women are in charge and therefore men must be married by the 20 or the useless and that's sort of a bit of the driving force behind our main character leon because he yeah. doesn't want to end up married for political reasons to a 50 year old lady when he's 15 or whatever yeah although it, it should be pointed out that he doesn't just appear in this world one day and like say sorry i have to be married now it, he he when he appears in this world he's actually like a child like a small child he's five i believe yeah yeah and then he ha and he's just lives there for 10 years with some of the memories of his previous life still intact so this is this is there's a thing that happens in some isekais like um like some lights and magic has a similar one whereas instead of just they're born in this world it's like when they're x years old they suddenly have an epiphany and remember their past life as it were yeah some some isekai have it where like the, the main character in the Iskide world will get a bump on the head and it's like, oh no, suddenly I remember <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not uncommon. It rarely matters. I think the only, the only one I've read and or watched where that's particularly come up is um, Sense of a Bookworm. It actually comes up where like the main character's talking to another character and it's like, oh, you're not actually who you originally are kind of thing you you are a new person in possession of that body essentially it comes hey, up a few hey, times someone in figures it out in this one <laughs> yeah it, it comes up a couple yeah. times uh the most notable one for me is there's a scene later on where he thinks he's going to die and he says maybe i'll rewake maybe I'll and, myself again yeah maybe maybe he'll go one layer deeper into this isekai dream Isekai-ception. That has to be a thing that exists, right? When a guy just jumps from Isekai to Isekai. <laughs> if, uh, if not, just by us mentioning it, it'll be licensed within a week. <laughs> <laughs> the matriarchy stuff, it just doesn't come into play ever. In it's very, very... I wouldn't say it drastic. doesn't come into play. It's the driving force of a lot of what happens. Yeah, but it, it's sort of just there... It, it is very much set. It's not something they look to tackle, if that's what you're after. Well, yeah, it, it's one of those... It's the catalyst, usually. Sure, but you, you don't really need it to be that specifically, is what I'm saying. It's like, you could have any other driving force in this, and it wouldn't make a difference. I like, think... hey, just switch over the whole um, matriarchy thing to a patriarchy, and it's the same thing. 
was going to say, you could straight up just not mention the matriarchy part, yeah, and you could absolutely. still have it as his... It's not even his mother, is it? It's his... The head of the uh, family... Mother-in-law, I put, because it's sort yeah. of that. That's the closest thing, really. So, so to explain, it's not that convoluted, I guess, but the weird family structure that's going on here. He's a mm. bastard. There you go. Dan. Yeah, he's... He, is is that what you call it in this sense? A bastard? I, I well he's like, he's the offspring of the not actual wife, so not, like not, of a yeah. missus basically. So, so, so yeah. So he's got his father who's married to the head of the family, but he's also got a mistress who I guess is the actual family overall because the mistress the the um head of the family doesn't care, I guess. No, she um, just yeah. she just gets she comes to collect her taxes, so to speak, her pound of flesh, and then <laughs> swans off back to the city to spend all the money. Well, we we discover the father married her as like a political marriage as well, because yeah, he got upgrade. He basically got upgraded. Like, oh boy, it's baronets and baronies again. It's the last episode all over again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because he becomes a baronet now. Like, oh man, now you owe us like a bajillion taxes, not just the jillion. And he's like, oh no. Is like, oh no, and then gets married to this horrible lady just so they can afford it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I have no problem with the presence of social structure with the baronies and baronets and whatever you have you. I have no problem with that in principle. My issue is that they never do anything with it. it it's, it's only ever there seemingly as an excuse to say, as to be able to something to point to to say this person is lower because reasons. Yeah, this one doesn't even go into it as much as the one we did last time. It's just it's there in the same kind of ways of oh you countryside peasant. Yeah, they call him a country bumpkin sometimes. That's about it. It it comes up a little bit. So they call him like a frontier noble. The idea being he's out on the frontier of the country. He lives on the magical floating islands. Yeah, yeah. So. We've not discussed this world has magical floating islands everywhere. As you do. Yes, you do. Um, so he is a frontier noble who is, for whatever reason, inferior to the city nobles. Sure. And, um, he, he himself ends up becoming a baron, I think. Because yeah. he, he basically, after it's been announced, he's getting politically married instead of going to the academy. Like, like, no. well, yeah, we're going to marry you off to this nice lady in her 50s who uh, essentially ringleads into, yeah, ringleads into marrying young guys who then get sent off to war, die, and then she's like, oh, I'll take those death payments. Thank you. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm, I'm going to pay my own way into the academy. So he goes off, uses his knowledge of the game world to find the best ship the game had if you spent money. Which apparently has a location. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was the uh, the part of the story. I was actually thinking, oh, maybe this isn't absolute garbage, <laughs> because it <laughs> it like it actually. You start with um, the real world. He's playing the game, and then he shifts into this. He isekai's himself into this. Uh, well, this fantasy world full of nobility and personal rankings and what have you. And then at that point, it's like, okay, this is losing me because this is all essentially irrelevant information. And But like, if that's what this is about, sure, whatever. But then it switches over to like, okay, I'm going to start using my game knowledge to become an adventurer. And it's like, oh, they're actually fleshing this world out a bit. And I see where that's coming from and how he's going to try and take advantage in this world. And then it just 
goes back to being shit again afterwards. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this this chapter does give you kind of brief hope that. So obviously, like when you're playing like a visual novel or a game or something such, you'll often you'll probably often have a lot of questions about like how did the world end up like this or what's that about. But that's not what the game's interested in. So bye, <laughs> on you go. Yeah. Whereas here, you're kind of seen behind the scenes of the game, as it were. Mm-hmm. And that was that was kind of an interesting thing. Like, obviously, there's him knowing how to manipulate systems, which you see in a bunch of Isekai. But then you've also got here, like, oh, man, why, like, what's this old, old human? Old human? Old humans versus new human stuff. Or why, why was this advanced civilization here to begin with? But then he gets his shiny toy, and that's the last we think of that. Yeah, because we didn't mention it yet. This thing has straight up mobile suit Gundam in it. Yeah, so yes. so this was actually part of the reason um, I picked this one because we last episode we were talking about how there's very little differentiation between fantasy and isekai at the moment. Yes, in that a lot of fantasy could be isekai, and pretty much all isekai is generic fantasy. Yeah, if you didn't listen to our last episode, which you totally should, subscribe now, go download it. But uh, yeah, it was it's a fantasy series, but because fantasy is so closely tied to Isekai now, we were like, this, this might as well be an It's not, but it might as well be an Isekai. There's no functional difference. Hmm. But um, So the reason I picked this one is because it does have those sci-fi elements in it. To kind of, so we can kind of go, hey, look, there is some non-pure fantasy Isekai in there. And there's, there's a few others you've got. Uh, Knights and Magic is perhaps quite similar to this one, where it's a fantasy world, but you've got the Magitech, you've got the mechs and things. Yeah, that's I, so I, bad. That's I, so bad. I didn't mind there being additional elements, but it essentially is still just a fantasy tale. Just happens it, it, to have yeah. a few contemporary and sci-fi yeah, it's icons. It's got some light it. sci-fi, some light romance. It's very light sci-fi as well. Like, yes, they've yeah. got the they've got the Gundams in it. They've got your mechs but they've also got like regular ass handguns and you see an ak-47 at some point and like um when he's fighting uh doing he's fighting a robot later on in the story um he uh he's starting to do magic against it and the robot says haha i've analyzed your magic and i can now put up a force field against it he's like well take this then and it's like how dare you throw a magic grenade at him he just explodes like it wasn't a magic grenade it was a regular grenade Yes. I will say the, the so that's that's when he first meets essentially Lux and the AI, as it were, yeah. that controls the robot and the ship. And I love the snarkiness that the two of them have with each other because sure. Luxon, for reason, well, as Phil probably going to a moment, goes along with it, but he's he's doing it by his own choice. So they just completely snark each other out all the time, and it's brilliant. Yeah, that, so- that, that's that's during the part where I was like, this is actually somewhat interesting, <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the the idea is he's gone to get his awesome ship. He's gone to steal it off the protagonist before gone, they can get steal it. Off the protagonist, yes. Sorry, we have mm-hmm. to be very clear on that. He does say the protagonist is going to get this in like a year or whatever, and he's like, "No, fuck that, I'm taking it." Mm-hmm. So he he goes to get get it, and he's encountered with this AI who's like, "No, intruder, I've got to kill you." There's this rather in our world, modern day looking ruins, I guess. Yeah, like a, a lab, but lab kind of thing. People in doctor's coats with badges and things. They're, they're dead, though, and, like skeletons. Yeah, skeletons and things. And this AI 
we, we end up discovering that there was a civil war of sorts between, as Sean said earlier, the old humans who would be like any of us and the new humans who could use magic, apparently. And yes. apparently the new humans won. We Yeah, it's it's willing to support him, but it's not totally on side, basically. Yeah, the character himself is, you know, it's probably one of the better ones. I think AI character that is one of the better ones in this entire thing, purely because everyone else is just kind of bland. Like mm. he's one of the few that actually displays some character beyond. We live in a society with nobles, and we are only obsessed with being married. <laughs> that's basically it I, I don't know because we meet a bunch of the heroines shortly after I don't know if I'd go as far as to say they're all the bla like some of them are but I don't know if I'd say they're all bland but certainly there's one character who gets most of the development and it's Leon <laughs> and, well, yeah. and Luxon obviously by his side but uh, yeah. they're the stars of the show very much I, I absolutely would have preferred if um, they the whole thing was completely focused on them and you just cut out a bunch of like this weird ham-fisted feminist society stuff because i have nothing wrong uh, to be clear i have nothing wrong with the matriarchal feminist society notes they tried to put in like i have nothing wrong with those in principle it's just the way they do it is just it's not right <laughs> if you're gonna do something like that you by definition you're kind of making a statement and this statement doesn't do it any real justice it just is there and this works this way because shut up <laughs> and that's that's the, all the logic and I, I don't mind any of that but it, i feel like this story would have been much better off had you just lifted a bunch of that out and just let it be focused on uh one boy and his wacky ai friend just it would have been more be better you could have even had the rest of the stuff the whole him wanting to be an adventurer to pay his way through school could have even kept all that you could have kept a, a lot of it. Just And then he'll meet someone and then when he makes out with people he'll get his powers back. And then Sure. Last week. Last last fuck last time's episode. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do as I said earlier, I think you could have lifted out all that matriarchy stuff because it it is not done well. It's in really any way. And I I don't think it is a any importance to the story as a whole doesn't add any weight to it like any at all i agree it's not done well but i would maintain it's still the driving force for a lot of things like you could remove it but then you'd have to change what the driving force is you could i think you could still just have it as you need you could have it exactly the same i think it's like yeah. he, he is part of a somewhat noble family he needs to go off and get married for political reasons Sure, but then when you hit the school arc, things would fall apart. Well, you could Not even drop barely. out the. We could fall out the 
Maybe, yeah, absolutely. It could be fine still because it could be, oh, he, uh, he doesn't want to get married for political reasons, so he has to pay his own way through yeah. school because his parents want him to do one particular thing, but he doesn't want to do it, so they refuse to pay for it. There you go. Yeah. That's easy, and you don't have to force any of this weird pseudo-narrative they've got going on. Sure, but the issue is less about him paying his way through school later on. It's more about the the visual novel, the romance elements of the school and trying to find yeah. you a marriage it, partner. You could, uh, I suppose finding the partner, sure, but I don't think... It wouldn't fix <sighs> everything, that's for sure, because I feel like this story is fundamentally flawed by having too much going on with not enough exploration of those things. I think part, part of the issue is uh, I, I don't know how long the uh, web novel you said it was originally. Uh, it ran for two years. I, I, I don't know how long that is. I don't know how much these two volumes of manga we read cover of that. I feel like the two volumes are still very much settled because I've I've read up to date and you do get a lot more stuff going on. It does explore some stuff you guys have problems with a bit more. I mean, I will say, like, certainly the end of where we end, it feels like an, a, after a next chapter or so would be a jumping off point for wherever the series is going next. Yeah, it, it would be. It would go on to the next arc, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, something would have to change at the end of the next chapter. But, but I mean, just, just to give a bit of an example without giving too much away here. Um, so obviously we've said he's in this Atome game. He's stolen an item from the main character essentially like he's gone and got it before she would and we, we are introduced to this main character it's um olivia sorry for a moment i wanted to say the other girl but no no uh, don't I'll, get I'll them get confused they look identical but don't yeah. get them confused ah oh. um, now we can get to that because there's probably a reason for it but we'll get to that I, um, I can tell what the reason is again on the second read on the first read through it literally took me like until like the final chapter or two to finally click that they were two different characters and I wasn't just getting uh, very confused. <laughs> but, uh, so he, he he ends up meeting Olivia when they go to the school because they're the same year, obviously. Um, and he ends up befriending her. And the current arc of the manga, as we're recording this, is actually all about how her position in the world is kind of how how do I phrase this? Influx. That would be a very polite way of putting it. <laughs> she basically she she feels useless because she's not contributing in any way. Because in the game, all the events she would have done as the protagonist, she has either not been able to do, or someone else has done them because of the fact. Leon has reincarnated and he's doing all this stuff and taking care of her and things. She's not yeah. had to overcome all these um hardships. Yeah. So Yeah, it really yeah. does yeah. kind of showcase that it and maybe this is a take on a, you know, visual novels and lead heroines in general that if you take away like a lot of the magical purpose events, they just don't really have a personality. Like she is as bland as they get and kind of just wanders around without a purpose now that Leon and the other character we'll get to have sort of taken all of her shtick. And she doesn't really have her own personality that defines her, per se. Well, I'll tell you what, because it's kind of 
links into what I was just saying there. Sh- shall we discuss the other one? Yeah, let's go for it. Woo, this character that confused me for a while, even though I kind of got what the reveal was. <laughs> so I, I um, literally couldn't tell these characters apart. No, that's like, I, yeah. I had trouble the first time. The, the first time, unless you know specifically what you're looking for, it's impossible really it, to tell Livia and Marie basically apart. the hair, very specifically yeah. like the back of the hair. I, I didn't really mind the art in general for this uh, manga, but yeah, the hair is a bit of an issue. The, the, I think the big problem is, so there's three main girls, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're all blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All three of them. Like in a really, black and white manga. In a black and white manga, yeah. It, like Angelica, you can get away with because she has kind of like braids around the hair. Yeah, her, so her can... hair's styled a bit differently, but... But the other two, yeah. I mean, I had character blindness a lot, not just with these two, I know. But they are oh. when you get introduced to Prince's Entourage. Oh, yeah. That... They're so vaguely defined and just there. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, there's just five of them. That's all I need to know. Yeah, it, It's not yeah. a good feeling when you could put all of the characters, bar like one or two, into a giant bag, shake the bag, and then pull any one of them out and be like, you go in that role now. <laughs> like, they're all mixed it's... and matched. I don't think it's so much they go in a particular role. It is just, it is a bit of uh, similarities in the designs. If you live like listed up the like the ten or so important characters from these two volumes, I'd probably go Lee's character, Robot, Angelica. Uh... You, you could probably put Olivia and Marie side by side. Now that I've read it that, twice, that. I could probably go. All right, that one's that. But one. the point is, you would know those two match those two kind of thing you don't necessarily yeah. know which way it up yeah but with like the prince and his entourage of five friends y- y- yeah you just like go. who the fuck are they you'd be like, <laughs> but uh any anyway marie maria Mar- i think it's marie marie oh it's um no one cares carry on I mean, she's she's arguably the most important character in this mike so some people care so sure uh, our main character informs us, the reader, at some point, I forget when, that essentially uh, what happens in this Atomic game is that um, Olivia, the protagonist, she goes to school, she's met with hardships from uh, Angelica, who is the other female The character. betrothed of the prince. Yeah. yeah, who is betrothed to the prince, sort of bullies Olivia and whatnot, and through all these hardships and whatnot, uh, Olivia becomes stronger. She was revealed to be a saintess in the future, which is apparently a big, massive thing in this world. But we discovered that none of that's happening at the moment because apparently it's all now happening to a girl called Marie, who Leon's like, I don't recognize this person. They were never part of the game, blah, blah, blah. And uh, at some point looks and the AI actually scans her and is like, yeah, she's she's an anomaly in this world, kind of like Leon is. She might have reincarnated as well. But she has now taken Olivia's place and I uh, think towards the end of the two volumes we actually have a bit of like an internal monologue from Marie where it's sort of like you you kind of get the impression she has played the game as well and is trying to steal the place of Olivia. I mean, it's she's doing all the events and things. It's kind of obvious from her first appearance who exactly she is that she's not from this world. 
considering the first time that Leon and her are on the same page. She's like, I've been waiting 10 years to get with these princes. And it's like, ah, sure. got it. That's Leon's sister. Yeah, yes, it is heavily implied to be Leon's sister. It is never stated outright, but it is heavily implied. Uh, it is good as is later on, because there's a bit where she's like, oh, that pesky brother of mine dying by falling down. Died and, like, emailed the parents about all the shitty things she'd done before he died kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah her parents disowned her to the point where she then died for some reason. I don't even know why that one happened, but she she died. Uh, like, to be fair, what? I think it's implied way, way into the future compared to when Leon dies. Oh, okay. She did get married as well, was the thing. But she says like it, it was yeah. a horrible marriage kind of thing. Like She was sort of forced to do it and the guy ran off and all that kind of crap. And, and then, yeah, she, she died and got isekai'd herself. Yeah, pretty much. And is now stealing the protagonist's spot, essentially. Which, as I say, I think that's why they look so similar, because I think Marie is trying to make herself look like Olivia. Yeah. And then, yeah, she's, she's trying to do all the events you get in the game to the extent, like, I think Leon's talking to Olivia about, like, oh, have you ever interacted with Marie? And she's like, no, like, I keep seeing her, but she's always just, like, telling me to, like, go away and things. It's like, oh, it's... Us as the readers can infer, obviously, this would be where an event is taking place, and Marie's telling the actual protagonist to go away. Yeah. So she doesn't trigger it kind of thing. Yeah, she's definitely she's playing the system for her own gains, which is you know, has its has its comedic moments as well when you get to actually see her personality. And yes. she's having to be a goody goody while everything falls apart around her at times. <laughs> yeah. See this part of the story is somewhat interesting. Like it's an interesting idea of having multiple people fall into this isekai world. And but then they just sort of become, decide to become part of it rather than being like, we need to find a way to get home or whatever. So this this is not an uncommon thing either. So that there is sort of a subgenre of isekai mm -hmm. where uh, characters get reincarnated into visual novels or books or whatever it may be, mm. and then it's normally a case of like there'll be like either a the main character or the villainess is quite a common one. But then there is some within those, those quite a few actually, where there is also another person who is reincarnated, who is usually like, usually you'll have like the, the main character for the story we would read is reincarnated as the villainess, but then someone else is reincarnated as the main character. Like, oh no, everything's going all horribly wrong and nothing like the story. It, it's not uncommon. My main issue is not that as such. It's just all of this that we're talking about now gets revealed to the reader in one of the most heavy, text-heavy dumps the entire two volumes has. Like, it is dense with dialogue and it's like in the middle of a section over like a couple of chapters where it's like so much i'm not gonna say useless information but it's a dense amount of information it's so much like just talking <laughs> and generally you kind of when you want to read a a comic or a manga release when i want to you, you want to see less words you want to try and cut down as much as you can 
because a lot of it is just turns out just feels like useless useless information and that was my issue with it it's just like this part is kind of kind of an interesting idea but it's surrounded by so much stuff so much like just useless information what it felt like to me that it just became kind of boring like my eyes started glazing over so hard at these thick chapters of just words thick. just super thick so it's just like a visual novel then I mean, I, yes, that's the one of the reasons why I can't shit on it that hard. Because if the idea of this is to emulate a visual novel, but like do it the other way around to usual. So at the beginning of uh, this podcast, you made a a small error when you said it's. You said at first you said it was based on a visual novel. And you went, wait, 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 yeah. no, the story is as a visual novel component to it. Yeah, it's like it's very that's very apt because it's like yeah, it's not based on a visual novel. But it's kind of emulating one with its with its writing, and I can't I can't stand visual novels. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, I will say it only like the first volume isn't too bad in terms of text density. It's yeah, it's once they get to the school in volume two that it really, and especially towards the end of it when the whole protagonist versus the princess stuff happens, and there's just needless walls of text. Yeah. And, grandstanding so and it's like oh especially when the wall of text is in front of a wall of somewhat generic images like just a room full of students in standing there in school uniforms like that's it just just generic on like a wall of text on top of a generic background and it's like oh it's so hard to read it's like it's boring if just frustrates me as well because obviously so i mentioned the reveal about marie and that could be that could have been like a big twist if they'd like subtly built like more subtly built up to it and then had a big twist reveal where it's like wait a minute the only person who could possibly know that about me is my sister that could have yeah. been like a cool reveal but they just throw it away and i'm like that's probably the biggest reveal you've got <laughs> no, but bear in mind we as the readers know that he still doesn't know it's his sister but who cares at that point like it's it's loses impact at that point if he's like oh my god you're my sister like okay we knew that so the impact is kind of lost on us mm. i mean the, the impact of the reveal is but i still think narratively it's still going to be a big thing when that is revealed to leon i i there is one thing i'm very glad of at least at from what we've seen is they didn't go down the route of these two people they started dating and then they figured out they were actually <laughs> brother and sister there's time yet mike there's i'm sure there yet. is but i mean what why, we read don't be silly. Least... those series that they don't need the isekai component to get around <laughs> that they just they can just bang in the real world they sure Fine, mike. can but they'll start banging and then mm -hmm. they'll discover they used to be brother and sister, but then the sister would be like, oh no, don't you know? After you died, our parents revealed you, you were adopted <laughs> as a baby. So it's I don't, I don't think they'd, they'd even go that far. They'd be like, oh, but we're in a different world. That means we're not brother say, and sister anymore, like, right? If, it, if you're reincarnated in another <laughs> I mean, world, does it well, really yeah. matter if you were related in the last one? Yes. Yes, it does. If you still <laughs> remember it, yes, it does. I, I mean, for all you know, those memories are fake and planted, Mike, so... <sighs> <laughs> Wow, I've never heard someone bend over backwards so hard to just my wings. <laughs> it's totally fine if you don't remember it. I hit you on the head with a shovel beforehand. It's all good. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell.
<laughs> yeah, I'm just glad for once, and again, low bar, very low bar, but I'm glad for once they decided to not pull on the incest thread. And I shouldn't have to compliment a manga I otherwise somewhat dislike for this. But here it is. This is the world we live in. I mean, we've not had that many incest. You're saying that like you could have given us way more, and that disturbs me. Yes. Why does that disturb... Mike, that's an obvious thing. No, I'm not saying it disturbs me that it exists. That's how we're saying it. Like, it's, it's still greater than zero. (laughs) <laughs> it's still greater than zero, yes. Like I, you know what? I'm not justifying it. I'm just, I'm just happy it's not here. <laughs> Shall we talk about the other, the only other character of real note in this one? Which Wait, is there's another character, and the villainess Angelica. Angelica right? Okay, yeah. Who, because of the way the story goes, kind of almost becomes the sympathetic character of the story, which mm. is kind of interesting. Well, yeah, because the, Leon does talk about this a little bit as well. So, um, obviously, Angelica is originally the villainess in the game. She's betrothed to the prince, uh, who obviously doesn't uh, want to get married to her, wants to get married to Olivia, the protagonist, instead. And Angelica was bullying her and so on. But obviously, that's now shifted to Marie instead of Olivia. Yeah. But um, obviously, because this isn't limited to the scope of playing a visual novel, Leon can see sort of like the after parts where uh, Olivia or Marie would disappear in the visual novel, I guess. So you can sort of see like Angelica's very clearly upset at things that have been happening and things. And it's because she, you, you find out she's like, no, you're engaged to me. You shouldn't be flirting with someone else. It, it's in poor etiquette and this, that, the other. And you sort of see. Um, Angelica on her own at times she's sort of like really frustrated that she's worked so hard to try and be someone the prince would want to be with and he just doesn't want to be with her. Yeah well there's also the elements as well that Marie is accelerating things as it were behind the scenes like she's yeah. very deliberately like causing more and more trouble for Angelica and basically getting her in deeper and deeper shit but it's not necessarily her all the time doing these things and yeah. then, then fording her like macking with the princess and that as it were and that so yeah well one one of the things we do discover that makes angelica so sympathetic is um it's not just the prince that's attached to marie it's the whole entourage it's all six of them five six of them five the the sixth one is like her demi to, yeah. like let's not get into the whole bloody yeah. servant thing i thought I there was know. only four no there's five and there's a servant but let's not talk about the fact they have slaves in this world. Yeah, there's the prince, there's the four friends, I'll say. His um, entourage, I think. His I entourage, yeah. Um, but yes, that's how important they are. I wasn't sure exactly how many <laughs> of them were without looking at it's, it. It's five, because that's a standard Atomi thing. There's always sure. five. Sure. I... But uh, we discovered that Marie's essentially going for the reverse harem route, which basically means... All bang of all. the guys Got want to bang her, and basically none of them have any sympathy towards Angelica, which kind of makes everyone turn on Angelica a bit. Which is crazy, because they all just admit, yeah, we all want to bone her. And yeah. it's like, you're all in 
like I'm I'm not one for I'm not gonna say like ah oh, boo boo polygamy woo monogamy <laughs> but you know like Christ Almighty like they're all just yeah. fine with the fact they all are actively yeah. making out with her. <laughs> well, yeah, it it does it does sort of come up, doesn't it? Like. So the, the, he literally, the, she literally calls them out on it. Like you're all just making moves on her and making out with her. And like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's okay to be into it, but you don't then get to complain about it. Yeah, yeah. Like pick one. But uh, the, it, it's like a big thing. So obviously, all all this frustration Angelica's having eventually comes to a head when she challenges Marie to a duel, and and in this world, when someone gets challenged to a duel, people can represent them instead. So, so the prince and the entourage are all like, well, will represent Marie. And eventually, Leon steps forward for Angelica because he's a nice guy. Oh, he maybe. is a hashtag nice guy. Hashtag nice. To be fair, he's, he says he's not really doing it for any particular reason. It's just he couldn't stand the guys. Sure. He's annoyed with the princes. And also, if he gets on their bad side, then he'll probably get a life of peace because they'll be like, you're exiled. And be like, yeah. fuck yeah, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was another thing. He was like, oh, then I might not be a noble anymore. And I might just have to go live on a deserted island somewhere and not have to worry about anything, which is his end goal in life at the moment. I see this as an absolute win. I yes. do like that being one of his motivations is that he just wants a peaceful life. And everything he does to try and manipulate it that way gets him more and more involved in stuff that that kind of comes up a bit as well yeah. particularly around these events but so it ends up leon has to fight these five supposedly really powerful fighters which because he's got god tier equipment is not all that powerful he's got god tier equipment and he openly goes normally yeah if we're at the end of the game oh but we're at the start so they're all weak yeah. as shit yeah, like in keeping with your standard isekai tropes, this one couldn't get away with not having a tournament arc at the toward the end of what we read. And yes, I know it's not it's actually not a, tournament. a tournament. I know it's it's a <laughs> it's essentially the same thing. It they are having a mech fight in a giant coliseum surrounded by adoring fans. A tournament arc implies that there's competition here. This is just an elongated curb stomp, right? <laughs> Are you saying that most of them aren't like that? Because <laughs> there's only ever going to be one character that'll win ever in these things. Most tournament arcs have some stakes and some back and forth in back. Like, even you read a shonen, you know the protagonist is going to win 99% of his fights, but there's back and forth in it. There's stakes. It's not it's, just it's usually, you lose, yeah, you, you lose, you lose. You, you would also usually have other characters you have a vested interest in. And yeah. You might be like, oh, I don't know if they're going to win this one. And oh, there's the villain's partners. Where are they going to come? And th no, yeah. this is just Leon versus five people one one on one but it's still versus five people so it's just always leon versus and yeah could they have done it at the same time just to get it out of the way quicker uh maybe that would that wouldn't be chivalrous mike <laughs> it would have been efficient though <laughs> it, it would have been apparently efficient. he just stomps them it it is to try and explain a little bit of the differences between the entourage i guess we don't get a lot of it as I say, it's more... I, I actually, surprisingly, because normally I don't like curb stomps because it's like, why am I reading this? 
but the kind of snark that Leon brings to each of them as they go like, hi, oh, how dare you? We're just fighting for these honorable reasons. And he's like, nah, you're full of shit. Here's why. <laughs> well, well, one one of them is like, oh yeah, fucking try and beat the prince. We'll make horrible shit happen to your family or something like that. I mean, he just records it. <laughs> and he just records it and he's like, yeah, I'm going to play this to everyone. Like, he's like, oh, how dare you? How un how non-chivalrous of you. And he's like, mate, mate, can't talk to me about chivalry after that threat. Like, <sighs> like, oh, but no one would believe you. It's like, yeah, maybe not, but the suspicion would be there if they heard this, and if something did happen to my family, well, oh, everyone would be looking your way. It's like, yeah, that, that's fair. I'm sure. It's a, it's a trope for, tried and true trope of Record the bad guy saying the thing, and be like, "Nah, now I've turned the tables on you." Okay, I kind of yeah, but there's more to it than that. I feel. Let's say in a fantasy world, it's not necessarily recording dialogue is not generally what you first expect to happen. But as it, it was, it's neat. it's also more just to show it. The point is for Leon to kind of go, "No, no, you guys are all just full of shit." Yeah, like. You're going on about how you're doing this out of love and honor, and no, no, you just just be honest. You you want a banger, <laughs> and we'll call it a day. To be fair, you then also just do get my favorite bit where at the end the prince is like, "Don't worry, I've got the greatest mech of them all. I'll 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 defend your honor. I'll protect you. I'll save you. I'll save the day." And she's just inside, like, yeah. "That's what they all said." <laughs> yeah, I did, I did like that. Yeah. Uh, and she, yeah, she's like, that's what they all said. Why do I have to play this hopeless heroine who's just cheering them on anyway? Yeah, and that's the thing. There are those, there are comedic moments in this where it actually does pull it off, and you kind of wish that was more of it rather than just what you get. Yeah, there's a whole lot of just, <laughs> you know, it's all just very bland for what it is. And yes, you do get some nice moments. Like with some somewhat comedic moments, uh, with the AI and the self awareness of it. Yeah, but it's like you could that re reading that is like five minutes of your time. The rest of it is just bogged down with seemingly useless information. From what I can see, there's like maybe three chapters worth reading in this whole thing that we did. It doesn't really help either that the visuals that they're, they're all right, but yeah. they're not. Like yeah. especially in the mech fights, I struggled to tell you anything. Oh, absolutely! Really yeah, I was going. I was going to mention that it's uh, the person who drew this. He said it was their first work. I believe I, so. Yeah. Yeah. Can't if that's the case, I, yeah, I I totally believe that because the the art in every other section of it is fine. Yeah. The art in the mech battles they they shoehorn in there. I honestly couldn't tell you what was going on. Um, there's some random shapes, which I th think are stuff thrown at each other, maybe. And there's some movement lines, but the movements don't make a whole lot of sense. And it's like, I, I, I don't think they've ever really uh, proficiently put together a fight scene before, let alone a mech fight scene. So I believe that this would... It seems very, very. Uh, I don't want to say amateurish because I definitely couldn't do better. <laughs> but 
it it doesn't seem very clear as to what they wanted to portray because they do want to say Zero is just like a stomp in one direction in yeah. the protagonist, but it's like you don't really get that. It's just like it just looks like any standard fight. Maybe maybe it's just the case of the person drawing it that like they're they're pretty all right at the fancy stuff and all that, and then the writer's like right, and now the mechs, and they're like the what? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> were they told there would be mechs in this when they took the job? <laughs> I would say I actually quite like the designs of the mechs for the most yeah, part. The designs are fine. Like the actual art itself is when they're standing fine. still. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely fine. Character designs in both the mechs and the actual the people and it's all I was say, fine. Outside of the whole like can't character blindness, it's not that they're bad. It's just that you'd have a hard time, and that's part of that's the writing as well. Especially with the Princess Harm of being like Princess Harm, Princess Entourage of being like, I don't know which one's which. It's not that they don't necessarily have designs. Yeah, to be fair, we don't see the Entourage that much. Yeah, that's well, also so fair. we don't have chance to really learn the difference in these yeah. two volumes. And let me be clear that there is clearly some artistic skill here. Like it doesn't look messy or unfinished or anything like that. It's like it's fine. <laughs> that's that's just it though. It's pretty standard something we didn't mention which might have an impact here i guess is this is a uh, monthly series so okay. that there, there is a bit more time to spend on the art which okay, might, so... it might look a bit cleaner for the most part sure sure i mean whatever they did to it again it it's fine <laughs> I know I'm really harping on this, and I I maintain I could definitely not do better, but it's <laughs> it's really nothing to write home about. Like I can I like the designs, I do I like the character designs even when you can't tell them apart. The actual designs individually in a vacuum, every single individual character design is good. I like the way the AI character looks as well. Yeah, like the spaceship does feel from another world that you can tell. From looking at characters like oh that one's from like nobility and this one is yeah not. absolutely <laughs> right. but nothing i haven't seen before basically yeah i'm literally looking at like what was my first note in my overall section i just wrote it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's fine <laughs> and like saying it this many times like really hammering this point in sounds like an insult and i'm really not trying to insult it not being like you are exactly average. It's just there's nothing great, but there's also nothing terrible. It's it's fine. <laughs> fine. It's yeah. all right. So, side note, just because we were uh -huh. talking about mech designs, mm -hmm. my single most favorite page right. is from the Amaki at the end of Volume Two. So the author does something similar in Volume One. Oh, I love that. I'll give that. That's a good joke. I'll give him that. I like this joke. It's, uh, so at the end of the volume, you know, you, you expect some like really cool picture of like your main character or whatnot. And obviously this in a, you, you've got your pretty girls. You expect some sexy poses of all your pretty girls, except at the end of the volume two, you get a sexy pose of the mech. <laughs> the yes. extra thick mech. I wasn't going to mention the Amake, but since you did, uh, yes, I. Oof, I'm not gonna lie though, I'd 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 fuck that mech. I'd do it. Yeah, mech though. Yeah, 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 that's a sexy ass mech. <laughs> it was good joke, good save. I applaud. I also did like the market in the first volume as well because uh, the AI 
throne-esque character for lack of a better term um brings it yeah brings him a package and like ah it's a new equipment that you're gonna use (laughs) he's like no 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 you're gonna use and it's like a pair of rabbit ears to put on him he's like how dare you (laughs) i like that because I I do have a cat and I I get it. <laughs> it's just it's, it's good for as well. Like I mean, there's a bit in the manga where like they're sarking each other and then he flicks it and the guy just goes, "That doesn't hurt," you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. Uh... And it's a shame that there wasn't more of that in the actual story because I probably would have been more invested. Yeah. But it's an Amake. It is what it is. That's the. I've always been a sucker for like parody stuff of, B- of VNs or JRPGs so when it is doing that it's like yeah this is alright and then it goes back to the actual plot. Yeah it's, it's also easy to not fuck up on a market as well sure. Like because they are snippets they're like very brief things and even if it was bad like it's hard to be bad but even if it is bad it doesn't exactly take much of your time yeah. because it's like if it's an anime it's like 30 seconds if it's a manga it's like one page. So like even if it is even if it is bad, it's like it's not exactly offensive because it hasn't really wasted your time. They just go like, "Oh, cool," and then you move on with life. But if it's good, then it's fun. And these it's, it's fun. also not related to the story typically. Oh, yeah, so not, yeah. If if it's bad, it's like, oh, who cares? It's nothing to do with the story. Well, one of my favorite Omake of all time. Here comes bloody Helsing again. It's not Helsing. Oh, Helsing shit. actually does have great Omake, but that's not what I was going to mention. Uh, it's actually Bleach. Um, I think I know the one. Uh, well, has a market. Oh, I guess it has the in between. I guess it has the sketches in between chapters. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking of the anime in particular. It might yeah. have oh, been, okay. But... Like after the next episode preview. Yeah. After, uh, just after a certain number of episodes, they were just like, "Oh yeah, let's just put a little market at the end of the episode." Yeah. And there's one where uh, one of the more recognizable characters, uh, Kenpachi, uh, he's the big hulking dude with very spiky hair who's very upset that people um, are so easy to fight because uh, he's just so powerful, and so he tries to make things harder for himself by like wearing an eye patch. And one of the bells. things that he does is he puts bells on the end of his spiky hair, and but like his spiky hair is like so long and thin that he can't. Like you wonder how does he actually reach the end of his hair to put the bells on? And one of the Marquet is about that. And they said, like, come on, you gotta go, and he's just getting ready in his room. And he's like, but I can't reach the final the final bit of hair to put a bell on. And I cannot imagine life without a bell. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so stupid. Because the character is otherwise quite serious. I I thought you were gonna go for a different one. Which one do you think I was going for? It's uh, I think the it, this was in the middle of the a Rankar arc or something. And th- then the Decide they need to do filler. Oh, the filler, so yes. Just, yeah, that's another so favorite of mine. You just kind of get the Omaki, which is just like you cut to like the end shot of the, the episode where like Ichigo's squaring off to fight, and then like uh, Arihime just runs up, like, oh, what, what are you doing? It's time for school, and drags him off, <laughs> kicking and screaming. Yeah. And his opponent puts his sword away and is like, ah, yes, of course, time for school. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, don't make awesome. me go. <laughs> And then I and think you have like the one. opposite, like later on, yeah, where he's like at school, it's like, no, no, it's time to fight. <laughs> <laughs> that is another great one, yeah, because that's very self-aware and how people don't like filler. But the whole point of this tangent is it is hard to fuck up um, a Marque, and when you do it right, it's it's great. And I think this one does it right, which is good. Hmm. A, what is a positive thing to say about an otherwise very 
bland experience for me. Bland. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, that's that's my main issue with this, which I'm sure I'll summarize in a more rambly terms, not too long from now. But <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I feel like it sounds like now. I mean, Probably, have you? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to highlight, Phil? Uh, I feel like I've gone through everything I had noted. The the only thing I would say, having the advantage of having read more, is uh, a lot of the characters do get fleshed out more, even the entourage. They all have their own little chapter or two where, or even like little mini arcs where Leon interacts with them, like, no, you're pieces of shit and I want nothing to do with you. Like, no, no, you've got to help me, kind of thing. And all that kind of stuff. So it's, it, it while, while they are forgettable characters, they do get their time. They do get to gain some personality. They do get to get the character development. What you're telling me is that the common roots suck. But then, when you move on to the character routes, they get a bit better. Uh, sure, maybe. <laughs> I, I think a little too little, too late. I think that, that's fair. I'm, I'm just saying because I know that was one of your big gripes. And yeah, just just for anyone listening who's kind of a little on the fence, it this is very much one of the ones, in my opinion, it does just get better. As sort of said, you've got the whole thing. But... It's a real issue with a lot of manga. It's like. <laughs> we've made the comparison before uh you just got to get through the 40 hour tutorial before i mean hey it's based on a video game <laughs> so it, it's a bit weird so we we do two volumes of this for, yes. for every episode yeah. i don't know what point i would draw the line for manga but for anime personally i always say three episodes is sort of my cutoff point Sure. I mean, two volumes is way more than three episodes. In most it, it is, it is, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying, in general, I don't know what my cutoff point is for manga to say, actually, I've never given fell. a fair shot. It's never. No, there, there, is, there is a point. There are My main problems. issue is, I think two volumes is more than enough time to properly establish plot characters and become invested in a story. And if you're not being gripped after two volumes... Which, in, especially if it's like a monthly thing where you're ha- being dragged out for a month between well, each Either way, it's cap- like 500 pages or so of content yeah, usually, regardless of if it's weekly or monthly. That's, you should have me interested by that point. Can you imagine a Western comic, reading a Western comic for like 500 pages and still not being invested in it? It's just, it wouldn't be doable. Can I imagine reading the Western comic for five pages? Uh... <laughs> okay, well, as someone who does read them, yeah. when, I, when he gets the chance, it's it, no, no fucking, no fucking way. Like, take any graphic novel, which like a lot of people have read, like any of the Batman yeah. ones out there, and read 500 pages of it and still not give a fuck about what's going on. Well, most graphic novels are done within like half of that. It's like yeah. that's the whole story's done. Yeah, so it's difficult to become invested in something after you've let two volumes pass you by of any manga. It's, and if you're not invested by that point, like why would you purchase? Why would you invest in the next hundred and whatever chapters? Like, yeah, you just I mean, this is, to use an example you used earlier, this is the main reason I got into Bleach over, say, Naruto or One Piece. Hmm. I tried them for a couple of volumes, and Bleach has by far the strongest start of the three. Absolutely, yeah. 
a, as a great start. And I'm not saying that just because something has a bad start, it can't get better. I genuinely believe that is that that can absolutely happen, and I've seen it happen. Difference there is you need to build up some benefit of the doubt with your readership, and if manga like this can't do that, then why would you care enough to want to keep buying it? And some people, that's fine. They're they're more than willing to give it that leeway. I personally am not, which is why I can come down so harsh on these sometimes. Yeah, there's there's so much out there and there's so much available. Like It's not like I'm going, oh, I, oh I'll never be able to find another series if I don't read all of this. It's <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. God knows, there's like, I can just go read one of the ones, if you listen to our back catalogue, one of the ones that you know we were invested in and we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I'll just go back and read one of those. Or read stuff that we've not covered in the show that's actually good. Just, sure. there's, there's, there's plenty out there to read. I don't, I'm not going to chase down the series on the vain hope that maybe five volumes later it gets good. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Any, anything to add on that, Phil? I know. No, you, you started off my tangent. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think that's pretty much everything yeah. I need to say, at least, anyway. Yeah, uh, in that case then, Mike, would you read more? And if this gets licensed, would you buy slash watch this? Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) 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 Like, I I know this has been a very rant light light episode because I... There's nothing to rant about. It doesn't inspire anger, it just inspires apathy. It's so... (laughs) boring (laughs) like i've never read a piece of media with actual literal giant robot fights in it and been so uninvested in what's going on it's just so generic it's so by the numbers and it just has a lot of elements that don't seem to go anywhere apparently that gets better but not within two volumes of it it's so dull I don't mean to be so harsh because it, there's nothing technically wrong with it. It's just so not worth your time. There is so much better out there. Even if you're into the whole uh, Otome game thing, there's just so many better options. So Go many... on then, Mike. I'm, I'm into the Otome game thing. That's Give me something better to read. Okay, first of all, I don't know them any specifics. I just have to assume there is. <laughs> So what you're saying is you don't know there's better, you're just assuming there's better. Statistically, there has to be better. The problem is I'm not into... Okay, I'm not into Atomi games, granted. (laughs) But if you're looking for better Isekai, there's one very obvious one. (laughs) It's the one you think I'm going to say. I... I... I, online. You're on on this one on your own, buddy. (laughs) Sure. Okay, no, here's the thing. Sword Art Online is a technically much better isekai. Uh, it's, it's got a better premise. Yeah, I don't uh, like it. <laughs> like, I do and I don't. It's complicated. But <laughs> my point is, just read something else. Like, it's not worth it because there is better. There has to be better. I would say, if you're looking, if somebody, said, somebody came up to you and they said, I'm looking for a absolute isekai starting point this could be amongst the first things you read because there is better there is worse it's just average and fuck i was bored 
<laughs> like, I was so bored. Like, oh, cool. I get it within like a couple of chapters. I get it. This is irrelevant now. So no, I will not be reading. I will not be buying. I will hopefully put this out of my mind because I'm not offended. I was just bored. And that's about it. Yeah, I... I'm not going to weigh down quite as heavily as Mike here. I feel my issue was I literally earlier on came to write, like, because I write notes for all of this. So I came to write my overall segment. And as I mentioned earlier, it starts with it's fine. But before I got to that, I just stopped and went, right, what are, what are my overall opinions on this? And my brain just went blank. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> I it's It's all right. It's perfectly serviceable. It's fine. I, I'm not plussed by it, but I'm not repulsed by it. There are things that annoy me that I've mentioned: the whiffs of like homophobia and misogyny, the oh, right. the not the character blindness that can happen at least in these two volumes. But then, as I've mentioned, there's bits I like. I like the comedy elements of it. Like I like the rapport between Luxon and Leon. I like the looking behind the scenes of a visual novel game. It. There's bits I like, there's bits I don't like. This feels like a cop-out answer. It's okay. If it got animated, maybe then where it would be easier to distinguish things and presumably they'd have to have better fight scenes hmm. that maybe then I could see if it was someone was like, do you want to watch this? I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? But I mean, that why not is pretty much the nicest thing I can really say about this. Uh, if you're if you're interested in Atome VN uh, or stuff, just just read an Atome yeah, visual novel. There, there's got to be better. There, I, just, I don't even know if it's necessarily better. Just go read an average Atome visual novel. This is that. Ta-da. <laughs> it does feel like a cop-out answer, but that's really all you can say about this. Like, if Phil... If Phil now breaks out being like, this is the best thing I've ever read, I will lose all respect for him. I, I don't think that will happen. I mean, here do you go. I. top 10 Otomi games available in English. Here you go. Just go <laughs> read Hakuoki or Oz Mafia. Oz Mafia is decent. Go or to Google and have full boyfriends on this list. Full <laughs> boyfriend, for fuck's sake. Sure, I guess that go counts. Go read full boyfriend. Ah. <laughs> uh. But uh, but Phil, you uh, um, you have read more of this. Obviously, you're up to date with it. So, sure. uh, would you buy it if the manga version gets licensed? And, unless you've got a burning desire to read the light novel version. And uh, I, I guess if it gets an uh, an anime version, would you watch it? I would watch the anime. No, I don't think I'm convinced enough to buy it. Uh, as as you guys said, it's fine. It's all right. I I have no strong feelings one way or another about it. Ah, your neutralness. Uh, my my neutralness. Um, yeah. I say I obviously I am up to date with it. I do believe it gets better as it goes on. You do get more of the character development and whatnot. It does explore some of these concepts where you'd think, man, it would be really great if they talked about this and it's like well they, they do they go and look at how um olivia no longer has her place in this world because it's been stolen from her and whatnot and 
it it explores some interesting concepts I've not seen in this particular style of isekai so far, from what I've read at least. But yeah, I yeah, I I don't know if I'm invested enough to purchase it. I think the key takeaway from all of this for us is we've we've joked about ranking these things. I've never seen something that would be more directly in the middle than anything else. <laughs> oh, but Mike, we're saying this is distinctly fine. That doesn't mean it's going to be in the middle comparatively to everything else we've read. Sure, considering that we've read a lot worse. <laughs> if so, when we do inevitably do the ranking episode, this will probably be the one we do at the end. Where we're like, oh yeah, that. Um, <laughs> Guess the that'll go what, there. Oh, wait, we actually did that as a thing. Oh, hmm, yeah. I guess that goes whatever's left. In the... <laughs> uh, there, cool. Move on. <laughs> Speaking of moving on. <clears throat> oh right, that was a segue. <laughs> Got it. Me throwing back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Where's he going with this?" To you. Uh, uh, to me. To uh, bring this episode to a close. So, uh, as always, thank you for listening. But hey, you can check us all out. We do our own things on our own socials. Like Mike, what are you up to right now? I am still... I don't know if I will be by this point. Because this will come out in, like, February. February. No, th- this one's uh, late no. January. Uh, <laughs> late January. Around that point. What do you point. mean close enough? <laughs> Either is or it isn't. At the time recording this, I'm still playing Persona 5. Still. Like, I think I st- we started mentioning that like a month and a half, two months ago. <laughs> it's a long ass game. Uh, that, that's a point. Has that as an episode where you've said that you haven't gone live yet? Yes. Yeah, we have, <laughs> okay. There have been episodes where we talked about where I was like, is he still going to be playing it? And yes. Yes, yes, yes I yes. am. At the time of recording this in uh, late November, <laughs> we, I am still playing that. God knows what we're playing now, but that'll be on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash berserker b-e-r-s-e-k-r-e-r and you can find me at uh, berserker on twitter as well if you want to keep up with what i'm doing and watch me just be generally angry about life in general it's fine you're the you're the dub persona 5 royal and then you'll be on persona 4 golden <laughs> i'm considering it oh my god i i friendly <laughs> advice but like they're they're both good games but friendly well i mean don't chain them favorite, together like, yeah. yeah like maybe take a break in between the two <laughs> i don't know play that new demon souls or something ha huh. i'm flying anyone can get a ps5 i right. yeah who would you have one of those uh, so if you want to see me talk about my new PS5, you can <laughs> follow me. Not really new by this point, I guess, but uh, you can follow me at SlazoKing, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G. Or you can even follow the other podcast I'm on, at Behind Lagging, which also updates every fortnight with, uh, I have no idea what the most recent episode will be as this one comes out. It might be the one where we're talking about Knack, which I've not even started playing yet as we record this. So got that to look forward to over Christmas. Uh, but uh, Phil, where can they, where can they find you, the most socially mediaous of us all? They can't. <clears throat> they can't fight. That's a strong statement. Uh, all the socials will be gone, Mike. <clears throat> January first, twenty twenty-one. That's when social media dies. <laughs> wow! Damn. Some Nostradamus shit going on oh here. Oh my god! If you have survived the social media apocalypse. Which they have done because they're listening to this in 2021. Uh, you wouldn't call Spotify a social media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or 
I, I don't know what services we put this on, but I don't listen to podcasts typically. Phil, I literally oh. go through them all every episode. They're on every promotional tweet on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah you're assuming I read and or listen. <laughs> you, you say it at the start of every episode, I know to tune it out. <laughs> wow. Wow. Trash Manga Friends podcast, where you know, we tune you know Sean what? out. Don't, don't follow at Fanaxian on Twitter. Leave him alone. I mean, that's what he wants anyway, so, you know, don't, don't follow him. Don't follow Fanaxian. That is P H E N A X. Don't follow him. Just tweet at him, mocking him for like watching all of Naruto like a madman. He did. Uh, Except he's not I've even watching all of it. He's skipping filler because he's I've you know cheating, once. and he's not watching Boruto either. So really, he's like watching like I mean, a third Boruto's of it. Not Naruto. I. Excluding the title, Sean. Do we do we need to get you like an English lesson? Same thing. Just because just because season three isn't season two doesn't mean it's not part of the same show I just... it's not part of the same show <laughs> it's continuation trash anyway, anime podcast really. <laughs> no that's april falls in a year or two mike stop giving it away <laughs> oh my god right yeah so okay the uh, one piece hentai gacha <laughs> Thing. Just yeah, right, just give yeah. them all away. That's a five. That's the five years of no, April no, that's, Fools. That, no, that's, no, all. that's just the first one. one. Oh, that's oh wow. Okay. I got you. Yep, that was it. So you're. I'm I, glad I you're volunteering what we to run that one. This point. Of what? Of what we April April Fools. At some point, we were chaining things together. It started off. Let's do One Piece, and then it's like, no, let's do Hentai, and then it's no, let's do Gatchas. Well, like, They'll never know. Sure, it's not like you know our running gags. They. I mean, they'll find out what we're doing for April Fools when we get there. Sure. <sighs> so, until then, if you want to know what we're doing for April Fools and uh, and beyond, then don't forget to follow oh. us on the Twitters at Trash Manga Cast. You shut up, Phil. At <laughs> Trash Manga Cast, you can listen to us, and you listen to this part, Phil. You can listen to us on the following services. We are on Spotify, where you can follow and share us. We're on Apple, where you can subscribe, share, rate, and review. We're on Google, where I haven't looked up what the keywords for that are yet. You can follow us on Stitcher, or you can share us on Stitcher. And there's other buttons as well, but I need to log into my Stitcher to see what they do. Or you can use TuneIn, which means you can listen to us on your Alexas. And uh, there will be a test next episode, Phil, to make sure you've remembered that. Uh, As always... Thanks, buddy. As always... I mean, you better pay attention, because I'm throwing to you in a second. Uh, as always, there are links in the show notes with uh, every, all of our Twitters, uh, Mike's Twitch in there. The, if this does, if our traditional curse slash blessing continues where this does, the manga version of this does get officially picked up, it'll also be down there in the show notes. Uh, future Sean will have happily curated that. And uh, hey. Uh, yeah, give, give it an hour. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And I mean, hey, if you want us on any other services, then let us know. Or if you want us to cover other things let us know i mean obviously uh the magic of time means you're in january and we're back in november so it's not you can tell us over christmas but uh this is the last episode recording of the 2020 sessions so as always if you if you want us we've got a relatively clean slate at the moment so if you want us to uh record a thing on your favorite series that's utter garbage then you know let us know and we'll happily tear it apart why not but uh that's it for uh us recording in 2020 so, Phil, what will when we enter the magical world of 2021, or when they enter the magical world known as February, what will we be covering next time on Trash Manga Friends? 
next time we're doing a Kuma-chan flashback. Follows the story of uh, Minoru, who, along with looking like his late father, can also see visions of the past from his father's perspective as he is beginning to date his mother. Oh, is the fuck okay? Right, I was very worried there for a second. But uh, yeah, you can uh, enjoy us talking about that in a fortnight. Until then, thanks as always for listening. Great review, subscribe, follow, tell your friends, etc., etc. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. So, what can I listen to this on? <laughs>